Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff. And they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered. And that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 22nd of September. Good to have you aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, first you call 911. Then you go where you're going to be treated like family and get the money you deserve. You call Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, Hey, it is Friday. We did it, everybody. We made it to the end of the week. We got football. Week three NFL started last night. We got all the college tomorrow. We got all the NFL tomorrow. It feels... It feels like today could be a big news day. There's a lot of chatter out there. Are we about to get the Damian Lillard news? Is that about to go down today? I don't know. I can't predict the future. By the time you listen to this, maybe the deal's already happened. But it feels 
like where there's smoke, there's fire, everybody knows that. It feels like today could be the day that we welcome with open arms Damian Lillard to Miami. Come on, let's go. So that's what's at stake here today. That's what's on the line. Is today Damian Lillard day? Now, we got a full slate of football going on this weekend. Football is backing in full force. And of course, that means we got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info. Up to the minute stats, news, scores, all the matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL, for college football. It's at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates, stats, news, odds. From the start of the football season all the way through the college football playoff and the Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the Bet Online website today or use your mobile device to get on the action on the app. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, and you're going to get 50% off. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. So, got a lot happening here. You guys know that. We got all the football. We got Damian Lillard. Here's what else we got on tap today. <laughs> it's a it's a Friday show. We're going to have a great time. Come on, everybody. Get fired up. All right, calm down. It's Friday, which means we got big game or not a big game. I got to let you know, what are the big games? What are the not big games? So, you know what? We're going to do something special here. My pal, comedian Dave Williamson, he is in town this weekend. He's at the Dania Improv on Sunday night. I'll be going to see him there on Sunday with his uh, with his pal Forrest Shaw, who he does the Merman podcast with. I'm going to the Dania Improv on Sunday to see him. He's at the Comedy Inn in Miami tonight and tomorrow. They're actually, uh, they're recording their, <coughs> excuse me, podcast either today or tomorrow in front of the live crowd at the Comedy Inn. I'm going to see him though Sunday at the Dania Improv. So you can go and get tickets there, daniaimprov.com. My pal Dave Williamson is going to join us on the show today. You know what? We're, we're going to do big game or not a big game with Dave. That's right. We're going to have, you know, sometimes a college game day, they do celebrity guest pickers. Well, that's, that's our version. We're going to have Dave on today. And he's going to do big game or not a big game with us. Yes, that's what we got going on. So looking forward to having Dave on here. We'll do big game or not a big game. Haven't had a guest picker for big game or not a big game in a long time. So we'll do that with Dave. It's Friday, which means, hey, you may want to spend some family time. Big movie or not a big movie. We got to get to that. We have that coming up on tap as well. The Marlins, are they going to be in big game, not a big game? I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for you. But it's the final homestand of the season. Starting tonight, you got the Milwaukee Brewers. The Marlins right now, they find themselves, they are a half game back of the final wildcard spot. I believe they are two back of the second wildcard spot now as you have Arizona surging. So the Marlins right now, nine games remaining. Final homestand of the season. It's against the NL Central leading Milwaukee Brewers. The Marlins right now, actually... The Cubs lost last night, so the Marlins are tied with Chicago for the final wildcard spot. They are two back of the surging Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you don't need me to tell you, 
This is a monster weekend for the Marlins. We'll ask Dave Williamson if it's a big game or not a big game. That's on him, all right? I, I can't speak for him. Now, a few things to get to before we get to the meat of everything today. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us last night on ESPN Radio. I filled in on ESPN Radio last night, which I'm doing, uh, yeah, I'm doing semi, you know, I'm doing kind of often now, which is great, and I really enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot more than I thought I was going to, a lot quicker than I imagined I would. Last night, though, so much fun. My favorite show that I've done so far for ESPN Radio, I've done about a dozen, I co-hosted with Amber Wilson, which was great. Zaslow and Amber for five years. That ended two years ago. Hadn't done a show with Amber in two years. She's killing it. She's the top, I mean, top female sports talk show host in the country. I think it's really easy to say that at this point. So I got to co-host with her last night. Amber and Ian, I filled in for Ian Fitzsimmons. If you didn't listen, you can go back and get Amber and Ian wherever you get your podcasts. I also posted it with the link on my Instagram story and on my Facebook story. So you can go check that out and you can go back and listen to Zaslow and Amber reunited. But it it's really Amber and Zaslow, all right? She's in charge. That was, you know, she asked me at one point during a commercial break last night. And then she brought it up on the show where... You know, said, said uh, uh, how you doing? Are, are, are you good? You okay? Like, you know, because if you have a, a fill-in host, you want to make sure you're both on the same page. Is everything we're doing good with you? That kind of deal. And I laughed and I said, yeah, I'm good. And she's like, what, what are you laughing? I go, I just, you know, it's two things. Number one, I, it's, it's different because you're like in charge. And I've all, look, I'm, it's the best way to put it. I wouldn't say that I'm a control freak, but I like being in charge. I'm in control. Most shows that I do now on ESPN Radio, after I got the hang of it, which, I mean, let's be honest, took one show and I get the hang of it. I've been driving the shows. I drive shows. I, you know, Zaslow Show 2.0, it's only me. And every version of Zaslow Show on 790 The Ticket, I drove the show. So I laughed. It's like, it's funny you're in charge. You are the leader. You are in the big girl chair. And so she laughed, obviously, because that's a major difference from the way we used to do shows. When we used to do shows, she had never, ever driven a show before. She was scared to death to drive a show. And that's that's true. And now she is very in charge. And I also, like, I'm proud of you. It's It's different doing it this way, but I love it, and I really enjoyed it. And we're going to be doing it, uh, we're going to be doing it more. Like, I'm, I'm scheduled for a week from tonight, next Friday, to fill in again and on, on Amber and Ian and co-host with Amber Wilson again. So we're doing it again next Friday. If you didn't catch last night, you can go back and listen. But, of course, you can listen to us next week as well. So that, that was a lot of fun. Also yesterday, what we were able to have some fun with, and it's all over ESPN and First Take today. Stephen A. Smith. First pitch, Yankee Stadium last night. Woof. That is a terrible job by Stephen A. Smith last night. Stephen A. Smith threw the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. He bounced it about 20 feet shy of home plate. And you were able to tell right after he threw it, oh, the look on the look on his face. Look, right now on my television, Stephen A. bounces first pitch at Yankee Stadium. It's all they're talking about. They scrapped everything else they're doing on first take. 
They're taking phone calls. They had Steve Harvey on the phone. They had Shaq on the phone. They, they got uh, all their other personalities are calling in on video conference. He was so disappointed with the pitch that he threw. And I get it. I've thrown first pitch before. It's not easy. I threw a first pitch. Now, I didn't come up short, but my first pitch landed in the batter's box. So I was wide, all right? It's Now, I didn't do any practicing or anything like that, and I guess it showed. I did it like 10 years ago. It's really cool throwing a first pitch, but it's hard. He didn't give himself a chance, though. He was 20 feet shy of home plate. He was, like he, he said, he was disgusted with himself. He was so embarrassed. You could tell by the look on his face. Now, I was listening to my guy Evan Cohen this morning on ESPN Radio, unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Radio. He thinks it was a good thing because now everybody's talking about it, which is true. Everyone is talking about it. He thinks it was a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's great for us. It's great for content. There is no way Stephen A. Smith is happy with it because, look, it's such easy ammunition for all the athletes to say, how can you talk about us? You got out there. You throw a terrible pitch. You can't even throw a baseball. It's a terrible look for Stephen A. Smith. I'm stunned that he agreed to do it. I really am. Now, the, 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 the positive part of him doing it is, if he throws a great pitch, it's like, hell yeah, look at me. But I think the negative really outweighs the positive. And we're seeing the negative now. And anytime he's critical of an athlete on his show, which is every day, people are going to get to shout back at him, you can't even throw a baseball. I, that was That's a bad look for Stephen A. Smith last night. And he was, he was crushed after he threw it. You could see the look on his face. He is so disappointed in himself. It's hard. I don't have any criticism of him doing it. I've been there before. It's not easy. But man, he he sets himself up now. Anytime he says something negative about an athlete, they're going to be able to throw that in his face now, whether it's fair or not. That Stephen A, that first pitch, woof. Not a good job out of you. So that's fun stuff. If you didn't catch that last night, you, eas- you can easily look. Now look, it, it wasn't Mariah Carey. You know, it, w- it wasn't 50 Cent. But it's, it's a bad first pitch. All right. Before we get to the Heat and the Lillard stuff, let me tell you guys about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse. If you're a Zaslow Show 2.0 listener, I want to make sure you get the best deal out there. I want to make sure that the car buying process, it's as easy and painless as it should be. I want to make sure it's an exciting thing for you getting a new car. And that's what happens when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You walk in the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're met by a member of their friendly sales team. They're going to ask you what you're looking for. They're going to ask you what you want. Maybe you want a spacious Subaru SUV for the family. Maybe you just want a Subaru sedan just for yourself and have some fun in. Well, whichever it is, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. That's guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy out the door, 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 
100% credit approval, lifetime vehicle warranty, and you can start shopping right now. NFLSubaru.com. That's NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. So, a lot of chatter last night about Damian Lillard. We started talking about this again earlier in the week, right? Where... Chatter started to pick up again on social media. Why is that? Well, we explained. You got essentially a soft deadline coming up. You got training camps are opening up in like the next 10 days. And it's a disaster for the Blazers to welcome Damian Lillard into camp. Damian Lillard would show up to camp. They're going to be happy, but he'll show up to camp. He's a professional. He's a good dude. But then every question is peppering Damian Lillard about this situation. Every question to Chauncey Billups, the head coach. Every question to the general manager, Joe Cronin. Every question to Scoot Henderson, the number three overall pick. And that's a bad way to start your season if you're the Trailblazers. So you get these teams that are mentioned out there. There's mystery teams. Remember a few days ago, I played the clip, uh, what's his name? Mark J. Spears on... ESPN NBA Today saying that he has an idea who this mystery team is, but he's not yet ready to say it. Well, that's because he hasn't been able to confirm it. He's he's a, a stand-up journalist. He's not going to just throw it out there. He thinks he knows who the mystery team could be, but he hasn't been able to confirm it. Has he confirmed it yet? No, because there's no mystery team. There's no mystery team. The Blazers are trying to ratchet up talk to try and get the Miami Heat to offer more than they've already offered. There's no mystery team, but you're getting the chatter going because the Blazers know, all right, this this needs to happen now because we're up against it. And it's t- we're in the end game now, right? It's time for this thing to happen. And so yesterday, you got these reports coming out of Phoenix. Phoenix? Why are there reports coming out of Phoenix? Well, Phoenix, apparently, may have entered the chat as the third team to help facilitate the deal. So, you got this guy, Gambadoro, if I'm saying his name right, Gambobomb, who's coming out yesterday. Apparently, he's very good at breaking stories. Very good at breaking NBA stories on Arizona Sports Radio out there. And he thinks a deal is imminent. And that the Suns are the third team. That the Suns would like to offload Aiton, potentially, to Portland they would take on Nurkic's contract and they would help facilitate a three-way deal getting Portland what they want, which Miami may not be able to get them. I think acquiring a guy like DeAndre Ayton could potentially do that. And don't forget, who's the general manager of the Phoenix Suns? Oh, that's right. Miami Heat lifer James Jones. 305 till I die. Sable Palm represent what? Everybody knows James Jones, a childhood friend of mine. He's also 305 till he dies. And if he's out there facilitating a Damian Lillard trade to the Heat, he's doing the Lord's work. That's what we're talking about. So how about JJ coming in clutch once again for Heat culture? That's what I'm talking about right there. So that's why you're getting the reports out there from Arizona from Phoenix. 
it appears that today could be the day as far as Damian Lillard news. Now, I know yesterday on his Instagram, Tyler Hero, he apparently put out a picture of himself on a private plane that said, uh, there, there ain't no friends in this business. That's pretty ominous. That sounds like he's about to be traded. I know there are some people out there who think the Heat can get this deal done without including Hero. I don't see it. You know, you're a Heat fan listening right now. Zaslow, you know, get my hopes up about Lillard. Okay, I'm doing that. Zaslow, tell me it's going to happen without having to include Hero. I don't see it. I don't see it. The only, the only possible way that I could see that happening is, and look, maybe a fourth team winds up coming in the picture, throws Portland a first round pick and the Heat send Tyler Hero over there. I don't know. I don't see Hero remaining on the Heat. The only possible way that happens is if Cronin, Joe Cronin for the Blazers, and they, you know, apparently Tyler Hero stinks, apparently. And the Blazers have no interest in him. The only way I could possibly see Hero being left out this deal is if Cronin would just be so embarrassed after all the the, the Hero talk and trying to tell everybody how Hero sucks and that's not going to get a deal done is that he thinks he looks stupid now taking Tyler Hero in a deal. Because, see, Joe Cronin and the Blazers, they're already going to be the loser in this trade. You trade away Damian Lillard, especially when you had no leverage because no other team is offering anything for Lillard. The Blazers and Joe Cronin are the big losers in this trade just for trading Damian Lillard. And then also taking Tyler Hero back when apparently they never even want him. It's bad enough that you have to trade Lillard and you're always going to be the guy who traded Lillard. It's bad enough that you have no leverage and you're forced to trade him to Miami. And then on top of it, you have to take back the player who's awesome, by the way, but you think sucks. You have to take back Tyler Hero in the deal too. Maybe he's embarrassed about that part and he doesn't want to take back Tyler Hero kind of to save face. That's the only way that I can see the Heat being able to keep Tyler Hero out of this deal. I think it's really unlikely. I mean, man, we know we know Pat Riley. Pat Riley's fleeced teams before. If you can acquire Lillard and you keep Tyler Hero out of the deal, that's the, uh, that's the coup de grace. That could be the big one. All these trades, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal trade, which, which I think is, is, is the biggest, you still gave up Lamar Odom and Karam Butler. You didn't want to give up Odom. You still had to give up Odom. In this one, if you can keep Hero, that could be the big one. That's the only way I could see it happening. I mean, can you imagine if we could keep Hero and get rid of Lowry? Lowry was at the game last week, the Colorado-Colorado State game with Chauncey Billups. Is that his new head coach? Can you imagine keeping Hero and you can move on from Lowry in this deal? Oh, my God. 
is today the day that the Heat acquire Damian Lillard? And then, whoo, with training camp just 10 days away, you go into training camp with this type of buzz coming off of the team's seventh NBA Finals appearance. Man, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. So it seems like a trade is imminent. It feels like it could happen today. Who knows? Maybe you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now. And you're like, Zaslow, you're so stupid. You don't even know the trade happened and they kept Hero. I hope I'm stupid. I hope that's what winds up happening. You're in the future. I'm in the past right now. There's no deal as of this moment. I was really hoping, by the way, last night, going into doing the show with Amber. Can you imagine... And we did a whole segment, by the way, on Damian Lillard and the Heat. We did a Heat culture segment last night. The nation loved it. Can you imagine we're doing the show last night and the Lillard news breaks? The last hour of the show, we kept refreshing Twitter, both of us. Oh, that would have been perfect if we could have had the Lillard news break during during a, an edition of Amber and Zaslow. Oh, that would have been beautiful. It wasn't meant to be. It didn't happen last night. All right. Anyway, guys. I want to tell you about the only insurance agency I'm ever going to recommend to you. That, of course, is an insurance agency I've been using for 10 years now for my homeowner's insurance. I only use Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. Go to BruntInsurance.com right now. If, if I were to tell you you're going to get the best rate out there and the most comprehensive coverage, is that something you'd be interested in? You'd be crazy not to. 954-589-2204, BruntInsurance.com, because from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, Brunt Insurance delivers the most comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs. Wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida, they know your area. They have offices all throughout the state. So Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they have the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you. And hey, that also includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. Now maybe you already have homeowner's insurance, you're looking for car insurance, or motorcycle, or boater's insurance. Now, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance, but they offer all of this. You're going to get affordable care and the best coverage on all of that when you call 954-589-2204. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, fully licensed staff, they're going to help you every step of the way. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. So, I know you guys are saying to yourself right now, Zaslow, I got to know. I got to spend some family time this weekend. Is it a big movie or is it not a big movie? Big movie or not a big movie? That's right. We do it every Friday. We're going to do big game, not a big game coming up with our pal Dave Williamson. So big movie, not a big movie. I got three movies here for you. This first one is called Expendables. Four. That's right. There have been three previous Expendables movies. It's rated R, this one. It's got strong, bloody violence. It's got sexual material. It's got language. It's an action movie. It's, star- it's in theaters today. It stars Jason Statham, 50 Cent, Megan Fox, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone. It's all the great action heroes. I've never seen a single Expendables movie. Here's what this one's about. 
a new generation of stars join the world's top action stars for an adrenaline-fueled adventure in Expendables 4. Reuniting as the team of elite mercenaries, Statham, Lundgren, Randy Couture, Stallone, they are joined by first-timers Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Megan Fox, Andy Garcia, armed with every weapon they can get their hands on and the skills to use them. The Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. But new team members with new styles and tactics are going to give new blood a whole new meaning. Expendables 4, Rotten Tomatoes media score, 15%. No audience score yet. Like I said, I've never seen an Expendables movie. I'm certainly not going to start with the fourth one. Expendables 4, not a big movie. Big movie or not a big movie? This is a show. It's a limited series. It is called The Continental from the World of John Wick. It's available on Peacock. So this is like, this is the prequel to the John Wick movies about the hotel, The Continental. It's out today. It stars Mel Gibson, Colin Woodall, Michelle Prada, Peter Green. Here's what it's about. The Continental is a chain of hotels around the world that serves as a neutral ground for members of the underworld. The hotel workers of the Continental try to handle the hitmen and murderers who come to stay. Rotten Tomatoes media score for the Continental, 52%. So telling you it's average. No audience score yet. The Continental from the world of John Wick. I've seen all the John Wick movies. They're excellent. I'm going big movie on the Continental. I will watch this with my son. I'm into it. I got one more here for you. This movie is called No One Will Save You. It's rated PG-13. It's a horror slash thriller. It's available today on Hulu. It's got terror and it's got violent content. It stars Caitlin Dever, who is an excellent young actress. Here's what it's about. No One Will Save You introduces Bryn Adams, a creative and talented young woman who's been alienated from her community. Lonely but ever hopeful, Bryn finds solace within the walls of the home where she grew up until she's awakened one night by strange noises from decidedly unearthly intruders. What follows is an action-packed face-off between Bryn and a host of extraterrestrial beings who threaten her future while forcing her to deal with her past. Rotten Tomatoes media score for No One Will Save You, 95%. Rotten Tomatoes audience score, 74%. I love this actress. She's in another limited series that, that my wife and I really loved. It's, it's dark. It's a little bit of a rough watch. It's called Unbelievable. It's based on a true story. She is a fantastic actress. She was also in Justified. I think season two it was. We also love the horror movies in the Zaslow Mansion. No One Will Save You. That's a big movie. And that right there is another edition of Big Movie or Not a Big Movie. 
All right, so all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's how we're going to get the weekend started. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us now is our pal Dave Williamson, who is a, a big he, – he, he's a West Coast guy now. He's a Pacific guy now, but he's a Miami guy at heart. He is back here in South Florida, regular guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, back here in South Florida. I'm excited to see you this weekend. You got yeah. a few shows. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm in town doing a co-headline run with my buddy Forrest Shaw, who I have a podcast with. And dude, like Miami never leaves you. You're totally right, man. Like I've been in L.A. for like 11 years now, and I'm from Miami. I grew up here. Forrest is from Miami. And that's totally the vibe of our podcast is that when we tell stories, it always seems to come back to, yo, there's one time when I was growing up in Miami, you know, and we talk about crazy stuff that happened to us, you know? Okay. So you guys are, you're co-headlining these shows that you've been doing. How do you decide who goes on first? How does that work? Well, uh, you know, I'm funnier. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we, uh, I don't know. We just kind of, we just kind of switch. It doesn't really matter. You know, you switch like, it up. Yeah. We're in Key West right now. And there's a couple guys who moved here who are uh, good buddies of ours who are super funny comics and just decided they didn't want to travel every weekend. And they're like, dude, let's move to Key West and open a comedy club. So last night it was the two of them opening and then the two of us. So it was four headliners on one show, which is uh, really cool. It's not normally what you would see, you know, when you go to your typical comedy club. Um but, you know, sometimes it's like energy, too, because Forrest is like more laid back and I'm just like an idiot when I'm on stage and have a lot of energy. So, um, oh, here, Forrest is dancing in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about flipping the computer around and showing you that, but I'll spare you. So um, so, so this weekend, though, for one of the shows you're doing, you're you're actually going to record your podcast for everybody. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, tonight. Tonight in uh, Miami. So we already sold out all the Miami shows tonight and tomorrow. And then Sunday at Dania Improv, there's still tickets. Um, so, yeah, tonight's going to be the one night. Instead of just doing uh, mostly stand-up, we're going to actually record a, a live version of our podcast and do some some segments from the podcast and stuff like that. Have you ever done that before? Record the podcast in front of an audience? I've done it with other podcasts, but I've never done it with this podcast. It's the first time we've done it with this podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's that's weird because, I mean, look, I, I've been doing, you know, I, I do my show now. It's podcast form, obviously. I was doing radio on 7 I a ticket for, I mean, almost 20 years. So I'm doing a show for, I know in my head that I'm doing it for thousands of people, you know, every day. But I'm not doing it in front of anybody. Like, there's, I feel like there's a major difference doing it in front of people. Well, I mean, that's the essence of stand-up comedy in general, right? It's just uh, you're on stage, just you and a microphone, and you get instant feedback on whether what you said was funny or, you know, entertaining or not, you know? So it's, for us, it's the same thing. It's, so it is a little scarier because we don't have our built-in, like, you know, set-up punchlines. But um, it's fun. We did a little bit of it la uh, the last two nights where 
we did the stand-up show, but at the very end, Forrest and I both went on stage together and we just kind of riffed off each other. But at that point, like they'd already gotten their money's worth. We were just having fun at the end, you know? So, so you guys, the next couple nights tonight and tomorrow you're at, I think it's called the, the comedy Inn. is that what it's called? Comedy Inn. If people have not been there. Yeah. Um, I've never been there. Yeah. It, it's really cool. It's, uh, uh it kind of started right before I moved. Um, our buddy Mike was starting to get this off the ground and now it's grown into a really cool thing, but it's the quality in on, um, 144th street and us one he's taken that banquet room and turned it into a very cool little uh performance space and um he brings in big headliners all the time and uh it's almost like a little underground vibe too because he'll just send out his mailing list that they have you know a show coming up maybe once a month and it sells out like that so you got to get on his mailing list so so you get tickets for it sells out and it's just a blast he's put in like you know, really nice uh, sound equipment and lights and, and curtains and everything. It's, it's a cool room. People have recorded their comedy specials there at the Quality Inn off 144th and US1. How cool is that? That's amazing. So tonight and tomorrow at the Quality Inn, the Comedy Inn, you got Dave, you got Forrest there. They're recording their podcast tonight's show. I'm going on Sunday. Sunday's at the Dania Improv. That's much closer for me. So Dania Improv, Sunday night. And how about this, Dave? I'm tossing Judaism to the side to come see you on Sunday night. Because Sunday night is is the night that Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, begins. I'm throwing Judaism to the side, my wife and I. We're still coming to see a Sunday night. How about that? Hey, bless you, brother. Uh, we, we didn't know that when we planned this. And then I kind of was thinking, I go, man, I know I have a lot of friends in that area. And I wonder why those people specifically haven't told me they bought tickets. And then my one buddy told me, he goes, hey, man, that's like our holiest night. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, all right. No, but we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. See, that's and, and aren't you fasting? So, well, you know, it, let's you know, we don't have to give away the trade secrets. All right. I'm I'm not necessarily fasting. Hey, you know? you'll get a faster buzz. You know, you're not. That's eating. right. That's right. I mean, you're not supposed to drink either, but that is true. I can fast. I have the two required drinks at the Dania Improv. I'm going to be laughing the loudest, all right? You'll hear me right there. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So tonight, tomorrow, comedy in Sunday. I'll be there seeing you at the Dania Improv. All right, so I got a few things for you. Number one, you're in your Dolphins tank. I saw the pictures. You were at the Dolphins opener in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, we went to the Chargers game. I brought my uh, family. Uh, I wore this outfit that my mom bought me last year. I don't know where she got this thing. But she mailed it to me, and it's, like, matching shorts and Hawaiian shirt but with this, you know, Miami Dolphins-themed, you know, pattern. And it was, like, one of the most polarizing things I've ever done. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. To me, I go, that's a cool little Sunday outfit. Like, you know, people were stopping me on the train on the way there to take pictures with me. <laughs> and every time, it was so funny, there's all these dudes – uh, when I was walking around, would just kind of look at me and go, hell yeah. Like, yeah. That, you know, it was such a hit, this outfit. Now, what was the percentage of Dolphin fans there? Because that looked like a heavy Dolphin crowd. A lot. A lot. Man, I'll tell you, um, one of the coolest sporting events I've ever been to was a few years back uh, when the Chargers first moved to L.A. Yeah. They were playing in the L.A. Galaxy, um, the L.A. Galaxy Stadium, which is only like, 
It's called like a BMO Stadium or something, right? Yeah, it's like it's like only like fifteen to twenty thousand people. And we went and saw the Dolphins play the Chargers there, and that that day was like ninety percent Dolphins. Like that was crazy because everyone was mad at the Chargers. They just moved. They hadn't built up an LA fan base yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the away team buys tickets faster, I think, you know, when they're coming to town. So that was nuts to see like an NFL game. And it ended up being a good game that came down to a field goal we won at the end. Um, but this one, SoFi Stadium is giant and uh, it's a beautiful stadium. And the Dolphin cheers were loud, I will tell you. It was obvious there was a good presence there. You see, uh, you know, and there was an incident. I spoke about it earlier in the week. There was an incident to the Dolphin Patriot game in New England this week where two fans got into a fight, a Dolphin fan and an older Patriot fan, and the Patriot fan died. There's a whole, there's an investigation going on and everything. I mean, who knows? It obviously sounds like a situation that could be manslaughter, you know? Dude died. Yeah. 53 years old, really terrible. But you, you, you see all these videos now, like every week. I saw one this morning from the game last night, you know, in San Francisco. Just the fans fighting and all of it, man. Like it's, it, well, it's, and, and it's always the football games, you know, like the fighting, it's out of control. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not helping my case here because I was trying to talk these guys into going to the Dolphins Broncos game this Sunday. And my buddy Forrest said, uh, so nah, man, everyone's always fighting. Yeah, always he's right. Fight. He's right. You know, now I, I'll be honest. I've never, ha- I've never, I was hesitant when my kids got to an age, when they got to like six, seven years old. Do I take them to football games, hurricanes games, dolphin games? I was hesitant. And then I was just like, F it. I'll be vigilant. I'll make sure everything around me is safe. I've never had a problem, but I don't know. Yeah. I really kind of feel like, and I know we talked about this a little bit last time you were on with me too, about people's behavior at comedy shows. I really think since COVID, I think people forgot how to behave. Yeah, I mean, look, and you you mix in, you know, drinking $20 beers and, and people aren't in a, a good mood if their team's not winning. There's like a, a, a reason to be like broken up. But people 100% and I, it, I think COVID had something to do with it from the standpoint of it's always like us versus them, right? The, it's the political politicizing, politicizing of everything, you know, it, it's, and if you're at a football game, you're literally wearing one team's colors and the other, you know, and there, there's yeah. something that you disagree with. Everyone wants to have a disagreement these days. Whereas when I was a kid and going to games, we could totally be obnoxious and cheer. But at the end of the game, for the most part, you'd slap five and be like, Hey man, it was a good game. I do remember being a kid and being at UM FSU games. Yeah. And uh, there always being some FSU fan that got beat up being too obnoxious or something at the orange. Bowl. But that was like, that was like good old fashioned fighting. That wasn't like, hey, man, someone's going to end up dead. That was just like, hey, you ran your mouth. You're going to learn a lesson, you know? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco does this bit where you get into a fight back in the day, you punch each other a few times, it's over. Now you fight somebody, you don't know who, who knows the MMA. All of a sudden, you're in a Kimura lock, you're being choked yep. out on the ground, you know? Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah. Uh, hey, are you keeping up with the with the Lillard stuff? It feels like today could be the day. There's a lot of chatter going on right now, Dave, with Damian Lillard and the Miami Heat. There's oh. a lot of chatter. Oh no, I didn't see that. I just I literally rolled out of bed and came on here with you. We were out of the bars last night. 
No, is it is it going is it going down? Is it, today the it, day? It, today might be the day. There's a okay, so you were at bars last night, you're having a good time, you're performing. There's a lot of chatter. Today could be the day. That would be exciting, right? Oh uh, heck yeah, that would be exciting. Is there any word on what we might have to give up? Nah, I don't know. I don't they know. Got that far yet? Yeah. Well, no, I, I think they have, but I think the heat are super secretive and like, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't get out until it gets out. But I don't know. Today today could be a big news day. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, look, if the deal gets done, whatever it is, I, it's going to be great no matter what. But uh, I kind of low-key hope we can find a way to hold on to Hero, man. Yeah. I, I really like watching him play. But I know that's a big part of the puzzle. We might have to lose him, and that's just part of it. But uh, my kids love him. He's been my kid's favorite player forever. Um, you know, uh, the my, my, my son was in an accident this summer, a car accident, and the Miami Heat organization sent him a signed – Tyler Hero jersey and a ball and everything. Isn't that great. Get well soon thing. And uh, I don't know. I hope we can keep it. But I'm just, I'll be happy if we got Lillard no matter what. <laughs> the Heat are so good about that kind of stuff. I know you sent me the the videos that, that they sent to to your boy. And yeah. they're so good about that kind of stuff. It's it's really great. I I have to tell you, since the last time we spoke and we talked about fan behavior at comedy shows. Because remember... Last time we spoke, I it was like the day after I saw Brad Williams at the improv, and I had to and I disrupted the show because I yelled at someone who was sitting behind, remember? And then yeah. that and that guy got thrown out, you know, rightfully so. But I like I disrupted the show and I felt bad. You told me I don't have to feel bad. Brad also told me I don't have to feel bad. But ever since the last time we spoke, and you you told me about how you think that people going to a comedy show have the wrong impression about how they're supposed to behave because all the clips we see now that comedians put out, it's a whole lot of crowd work. So, so, so audience members think they're supposed to be involved. And ever since you told me that I can't stop noticing it where every clip I see online. Yeah. It's all crowd work. Well, we, we had a guy last night who was like, and, and it was, he wasn't, like, doing it purposely to be a jerk, you know? He just was wanting to be part of the show. And so Forrest went first last night. And the very beginning of his set, you know, everything Forrest was saying, the dude was speaking up and saying something. Oh. And so Forrest immediately had to be like, hey, man, this is not going to work if you keep doing this. He's like, I can't think when I'm listening to you. I can't talk and listen to you. And, and you got to stop. And then the guy was trying to be funny back. And so Forrest immediately said, he goes, have you ever been to a comedy show before? And the guy went, no. It's just he'd never been before, and he had no idea how to behave. And so you have to teach adults how to behave. At that point, you almost feel bad, right? It's like, all right, this is not how we behave in this venue. Like, you you just, you hang out, you know, and, and, and laugh, and I tell funny jokes exactly what Forrest said he was like here's how it's gonna work <laughs> like you know I say something you laugh and then you stop making noises you know <laughs> you wait for the next opportunity to laugh yeah. and we rinse and repeat we just keep doing this roundabout thing very simple exchange <laughs> I wanted to ask you okay so we all know that comedians you, you, you'll embellish stories okay you want to make sure the story is extra funny every story is embellished but is it is it bad form for a comedian to totally make up the story? Does every story have to come from a place of okay, this happened, and I'm adding to it? Is it okay to just make things up? I mean, it, I think it depends. 
if you're trying to um, pass it off as being authentic and it's completely made up and it's not true representation of, you know, who you are or what you're trying to get across, then maybe, but there's nothing wrong with exaggerating. There's nothing wrong with taking two stories and making them one story. Um, you know, like uh, alt comics, all they do is lie because a lot of their premises are like, I own a dragon. Here's my, my pet dragon. But, you know, they just, it's just random stuff. Like, so no one actually thinks they own a pet dragon, you know, it's just the, 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 the way that they're getting punchlines across. Um, I'm a storyteller. So I do what you're talking about. I, I grew up watching my mom tell stories at the dinner table. And then when she tell the same story at dinner the next week to different people, I'd see how she learned where, what parts were funny and she embellished some of it. And then, you know, the story got better every time she told it. And I think that's just being a good storyteller, you know? That's awesome. I, uh, who, what are some comics? Do you ever go back and watch old clips on YouTube of older comics? I was, my older son loves comedy shows, hates when we go to the improv because obviously he can never come. He's 14. You know, if there's a show like in an arena, like we took him to see Kevin Hart like a year ago because that was in an arena. So we were able to bring him to see Kevin Hart. But like, I would love to bring him to see you, but we're obviously not allowed. So I'll show him old clips. And I was showing him Sam Kinison clips oh, yeah. the other day. And it's like, and he loved it, you know? Will you go back and watch old clips of, of older comedians? Yeah, I mean, my kids, uh, they're a little bit older than yours. Um, uh, so they've gotten into it. And so we'll, we'll watch Netflix specials together. We watch Nate Bargatze and Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan. Um, and sometimes I'm trying to think about old ones. Sometimes I'll go back. I've shown them a lot of old Brian Regan stuff for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of who else uh, I might have gone back and watched, but I've definitely tried to expose them. Yeah. With some of the greats, Kinnison and, um, you know, I uh, want them to like know who comics are and the history of it. You know, I find myself um, going back. I'll watch a lot of old Mitch Hedberg stuff also. If I'm just, Oh, Mitch is perfect. Yeah. Um, I think I've showed them Mitch, but you know, living in LA, there's a show somewhere every night, like every bar coffee shop has shows. And um, you know, a lot of great comics go do those shows because that's where we work stuff out when we're in town. Um, so then we can go on the road and make money. But um, my son helps me. I run a show once a month in my neighborhood and he helps me sell barbecue out the back. So uh, he's gotten to sit and watch those shows and he, he really likes it. He, he sits and he, He's got an interesting brain for it. And I see him back there really so good. And I ask him his opinions. Um, and he usually has pretty good opinions after the show about who he liked and which jokes he liked. Like, do you think he's going to want to start trying to do shows? Oh, man, I didn't even get that far. I, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope he goes down a different path. That's a lot easier. But, um, you know, you never know. I, I could see either one of my boys uh, being a writer one day or um, being in the industry somehow. I don't know if they necessarily would specifically be a comic, but. Uh, maybe something adjacent to it. Did I ever tell you how I came across Mitch Hedberg? I mean, this is obviously like 20 years ago. Mm. And I was at a show, me and my father, my father's favorite comic is Lewis Black. All right. And Lewis Black, this is like 20 years ago, Lewis Black and David Tell were co-headlining a tour. Uh, David yeah. Tell. yeah, like, fuck yeah, we're going to see Lewis Black and David Tell. And opening for them is a guy we'd never heard of, Mitch Hedberg. And wow. so Mitch Hedberg comes out and, I mean, just fucking killed. We're like, we know David Tell and Lewis Black are going to be funny. 
that guy was just amazing. Yeah. And and then like he got really big very shortly after that. We all know how it ended, of course. But so cool, just randomly learned who Mitch Hedberg was that night. Yeah, no, he's one of the best, dude. I mean, he's he's got stuff like you know. It, Mitch Hedberg has jokes that are still in pop culture references today, you know, getting like a receipt at a donut shop and uh, an escalator can never actually break, just becomes stairs, you know, <laughs> like it's, he has jokes that you could still repeat and recite to this day. It's so he had fun. this one joke and nobody laughed at the joke. Goes, I'm going to rewrite that joke with all different words next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey man. So every Friday, I do a segment. It's world famous. All right. Big wait. game or not a big game. So I'm going to have you help me out here. We got to let the people know it's the weekend. So we got, they need to find out what are the games worth spending their time on? Is it a big game or is it not a big game? So you ready? You're going to do this with me. We're going to get your help here. You're to help tell us if it's a big game or not a big game. Ready? All right. I'm going to do my best. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. All right. Now you're going to be working. So I know you're not going to be watching, but still. Tonight, 6.40 p.m., it's on Bally Sports, Florida, Milwaukee Brewers at Miami Marlins. Now, the Marlins, just nine games remaining. Yeah. They're a half game out of the final playoff spot. This is the final homestand of the season. Brewers at Marlins. Big game or not a big game, Dave? Big game, dude. Every game counts at this point. This has been one of the most exciting Marlins seasons in a long time, so... They have to win games going down the stretch. Big game. All right, there you go. See, you got the hang of it. You're a quick learner, man. Tomorrow, noon, ABC, number four ranked Florida State Seminoles at Clemson Tigers. Now, Clemson is not ranked anymore. FSU looks like that. I mean, they they might be the best team in the country. They squeaked past Boston College, uh, a two-point victory last week. This is kind of a battle for the ACC. Is Clemson on the way out and FSU on the way up? FSU at Clemson, big game or not a big game? I'm going to go not big game. And I wish this would be a fun one to say big game because Clemson, a very good program, seems to be down this year. Uh, It it would be something where I think it would be a high upset alert kind of game, you know? But I'm not going to say that because I watched a couple uh, quarters of Clemson football this season, and it's not a fluke. They're bad. They're, they're really bad this year. So I think that's going to be a stink fest. FSU kills them. Not a big game. All right. Tomorrow, 3.30, ESPN 2, the number 20 ranked Miami Hurricanes at Temple. The Canes now, they're finally ranked. They were ranked last week. They moved up. They were 22. Now they're number 20. Mario Cristobal, things seem to be going in the right direction. What do we make of the Canes on the road this weekend at Temple? Big game or not a big game? Mm, Well, if I'm going to use the same logic, I got to go not a big game because you're right. The Canes are clicking. They look really good. And uh, I don't know about what Temple's got to offer this year, but year in, year out, it's not usually much of a a challenge. So hope not jinxing them, but I think Miami crushes them. uh, So... Not a big game. See, you're playing the game right. Just because it's a team you like, let's say. I know you're wearing an Auburn hat. I know you're a big Auburn guy. But just because it's a team that you like, the Hurricanes, doesn't mean every game's a big game. So you you understand what we're doing, Charlie. All right. Saturday, 7 p.m., SEC Network. 
Charlotte at number 25, Florida Gators. The Gators are now ranked after a great home win at the Swamp last week. They kicked the shit out of Tennessee. So the Gators hosting Charlotte, big game or not a big game? So uh, I lived in Charlotte for a few years. It's where I first started doing comedy. I chased my uh, college sweetheart up there, who's now my wife. And UNC Charlotte, they they set, put together some sneaky teams every now and then because they got some good high school football up there. Every now and then they'll get a local kid who uh, who's a good player. So maybe they test Florida a little bit out the gate. Um, Florida ends up running away with it at the end. I'm going to go sneaky big game. Wow. Okay, so you're keeping an eye on that. You're asking Forrest to give you a score update tomorrow night while you guys are on the air, right? Hey, Forrest, give me score updates for during the show, okay? <laughs> Sunday. He says one... it's 0-0 right now. Oh, he's right. Sunday, 1 p.m., CBS. Denver Broncos at Miami Dolphins. Home opener for the Dolphins. Broncos, Russell Wilson, he sucks. They gave up 35 points last week to Washington. The Dolphins, Tua, we love them. Big game or not a big game? Oh, huge game. Every game is going to be a big game for the Dolphins this year. They're so fun to watch, and it's the NFL. You never know what happens. Even though the Broncos are 0-2, they still have a, a, a good coach. They still have... Uh, you know, a storied quarterback. They're figuring things out, so you know, you don't want to take them too lightly. And look, the Broncos, even though they lost last week, they were a two-point conversion away from taking that game, right? Um, or for being, for maybe winning that one. So big game. When when you have an offense as explosive as ours. Every game's a big game. It's going to be a fun season to watch uh, Dolphins games. You know, the Dolphins were really good last year when they were 7-3. and three. Then Tua got hurt, and we had yeah. super high hopes. I feel like they're so much better this year than they were at that point last year, right? I mean, you always got to give a team, too. I mean, look, they've been in, you know, Mike McDaniel's system for a whole year now. Um, you know, you, you, you've patched a couple holes where we needed upgrades. Um, and it wasn't just Tua, like – Everyone was banged up last year. Like, the, the whole team was playing hurt at one point. I mean, you know, even the defense. And the defense played pretty good last season for the most part. So, um, I, I think that this is a really fun Dolphins team. I think you're right. I think we can, uh, you know, possibly go all the way. Who knows? But more, more important than anything, ever since this new regime took over and we added these weapons, I just love that the Dolphins are fun. Yeah. Like, it would be great if we won. It would be great if we went to a Super Bowl. But it's just good to know that it's worth going home and turning the TV on on Sundays, that it's going to be fun and entertaining. I got one more for you here, Dave. Sunday night, 7.30, Apple Plus, Inter-Miami, oh. Messi at Orlando City. Now, Inter-Miami is still up against it trying to make the playoffs. Messi, he got hurt last game. Not serious, yeah. but he's out for Sunday night. So mm. no Messi, Inter-Miami at Orlando City. Big game or not a big game? Oh, man, let's go big game. Uh, that's got all the makings. Uh, it, it feels like a sports movie. Like No one cared about the local soccer team, and then Messi comes in, and it's the bright lights, and 
you know, uh, elevates everybody. And then now he's out. Can the other guys put the team on their back and be yes. like, Matthew, you've taught us how to do it the right way. We're going to win for you. And everyone cheers and they go out and they win in, uh, you know, uh, some harrowing fashion at the end. Look, let me tell you, let me tell you uh, what I never thought I'd ever say in my life is that I not only paid the $9.99 a month or whatever so, <laughs> yeah. so we could watch soccer games, uh, I spent like 100 bucks on an Inter-Miami shirt uh, when I was in town a few weeks ago. And I'm like, I never thought I'd be spending this kind of money on a, so- a Miami soccer team uh, you know, gear. Yep. And, and I did it, man. So the, the fever's real, man. Big game. There you go. And that right there, alongside Dave Williamson, is another edition of Big Game or Not a Big Game. Excellent job there, Dave. Tell everybody again how they can see you tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday night. You got it. Sunday night tickets still available to the Dania Improv. Ticket link on my website, uh, DaveWilliamsonComedy.com. Follow me on social medias, at DaveWComedy. My buddy, Forrest Shaw, is at Forrest Shaw. We have a podcast called The Mermen. We called it that because we're both um, of aquatic backgrounds. He was a marine biologist, and I was a water polo coach, and we're both natural watermen. And we thought it'd be a funny name. And so if you like podcasts, subscribe to the Mermen. And uh, yeah, please come out and see the show on Sunday night, guys. The Marine Biologist episode of Seinfeld was on a couple days ago. Classic episode. Yeah, it's one of the best. Great job, Dave. Thanks a lot for joining me, man. Uh, I love you, Zaz. Great to see you, dude. Thank you, pal. Excellent job by our pal, Dave Williamson. Again, I'm going to see him on Sunday at the Dania Improv DaniaImprov.com. He's super funny. I'm looking forward to seeing Forrest Shaw for the first time. So come on out. We have a good time on Sunday night. And, uh, I mean, listen, you know, I, I I didn't come up with the timing. Yom Kippur starts that evening. All right, so I'm not going to eat at the comedy club, all right? We're, 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 stu- we're still going to keep the fast going, all right? So, anyway, we're going out to see him on Sunday night. Hope to see some of you guys there, some Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners. And Dave is super funny. All right. Guys, I've been telling you about Sheets and Giggles for about six months now. Not just because Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, is has become a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, but also because he's making sure that all of us are getting the best sleep we've ever had. And at the same time, making sure it's environmentally friendly as well. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. You're going to be just like the Zaslow family. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. Get the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets with a unique satin weave. Sheets and Giggles sheets are not only soft, but also breathable. You can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. That's right. We only get our bed sheets now from Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com, and if it's your first time ordering, use promo code ZASLO upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. Naturally softer, cooler, the most breathable sheets, the best sleep you're ever going to get. It's due in large part to sheets and giggles. I sleep on a eucalyptus, not just pillowcase, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. That's right. The comforter, it's my favorite comforter ever. Check it out for yourself. Sheets and giggles, one of our great OG sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0. You check it out right now, sheetsgiggles.com. I'm very excited about the Dolphin game this weekend. I, we talked a little bit about the Dolphins last night on Amber and Ian, as I was filling in last night for Ian Fitzsimmons with the homegirl, Amber Wilson. And I think the game on Sunday, 
a home opener for Dolphins. Oh my God, tickets are so expensive. Like two seasons ago, I don't think we went to a game last year. Two seasons ago, my son and I, we went to probably five games, I would say. We're practically season ticket holders. We would buy tickets, first row, upper level, in the end zone. Great seats. We would get those tickets for like eh, 50, maybe 60 bucks a pop. Now, $250 each. Easy. And there's no real Ticket Ninja move for me to pull. Believe me, if there was a Ticket Ninja move to be pulled, it'd be pulled. So, I would love to go this weekend. I Tickets are too expensive, but that's a good thing. Because it means the team is good. So you're going to get a great crowd. You get a raucous crowd there. A 2-0 Dolphins team. Home opener. I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than most people expect. I really do. Now, the line is 6.5. That doesn't mean that I don't think the Dolphins are going to cover. It doesn't mean I don't think the Dolphins can win by a touchdown. But, you know, can, can the Broncos have the ball, you know, down by 15 late in the game, you get a touchdown. Dolphins wind up winning by eight. So they cover. The final score looks like it wasn't a blowout. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I could see the Dolphins winning the game 31-23. You know, they're, they're going to score against Denver. Denver, you heard me there with Dave. Denver gave up 35 points to stupid Washington. But can, can I see Russell Wilson chucking the ball all around the field? Look, this Dolphin defense, they're going to get some turnovers. But I could see them scoring like a late touchdown. Dolphins win 31-23. So the final score is not really indicative of the game. Like the Dolphins, you know, the game was never really in doubt. Or the game could be close in the first half. Second half, Dolphins, McDaniel, best coach. They make adjustments, they go up two scores, and the game's never really in doubt in the second half. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I do think this this should be a monster game from Tua. It should look like the Charger game in terms of numbers. Denver's defense has stunk so far. Tua should be throwing the ball all over the field to Tyreek Hill. If it's not Tyreek Hill, it's Raheem Mostert running around like a cheetah all over that field. I know that's Tyreek Hill's name. It seems like Jalen Waddle's status is very much in doubt. But I would absolutely expect, after not being able to sling it last week, you know Tua's dying to sling it all over the field this weekend in front of the home crowd. I love, I love turning on the television. You get the Tua MVP talk. I mean, hell, we had former Steeler FSU great Bryant McFadden on the show a couple days ago. You can go back into the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives. You can go check that out. He, not only is he, not only does he believe Tua is going to be the MVP of the league, He told you he went out plus 900. He put some of that money on Tua. Put his money where his mouth is. I love all the talk about Tua on the national shows. MVP. I mean, think about this. After last weekend, Tua 5-0 against Belichick. Who the... Now, Belichick's most able-rated coach ever. We know that now. But who the hell is 5-0 against Belichick? Let's be honest here for a second. If Justin Herbert... We're 5-0 against Bill Belichick. How many statues have they already built of Justin Herbert outside the Chargers Stadium? Can we be honest? Can we be, can we be fair for a second? 5-0 against Belichick. He's going to be slinging that ball all over the field this weekend. All right. You guys know what time it is. 
It's Friday. The week's almost over. You guys are ready for it. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal to close out a Friday show. Here we go. Is Inter-Miami, is their playoff chase over? So this is on, on one of ESPN's MLS shows. I don't know the name of the host here, but Inter-Miami now with Messi slated to and Jordi Alba to miss this Sunday's match at Orlando City. Time's running out. They've only lost one of these games, one of these regular season games here in this final stretch. So they're making their run, but is the run now over? I'm not a fireman, but whatever the maximum alarms you can hit, five alarms, I'm hitting them here. Uh, One for Inter-Miami. I think the playoff chase here is over. Of course, they get three huge points against Toronto FC. Well, here's the thing, Hurt. We know you're going to be managing minutes for now, not just Lionel Messi, but Jordi Alba as well down the stretch. I think it was always going to be a Herculean task for them to, to get over the line here. And basically with... What seven games left? They had to go twenty-one of twenty-one. No, that's to get you. That's to get you to forty-nine points, which still doesn't really guarantee you that you're going to get in. Hurt. It was going to be. It was going to be something sensational with Messi and Albert full strength, and that's not what they have. That on top of that, now hurt. The reality is the Open Cup is in jeopardy because you're six days away you go. with muscular injuries. That. Yes, and you're going up against a Houston team that is not. This is not some other team from the other side of the bracket. This is a Houston team that is rolling right now. They're top four in the West. They just smashed Vancouver last night 4-1. Only St. Louis in the Western Conference has more wins than Houston. Not LAFC, not Seattle. This is a really good Houston team. So I think from an Inter-Miami perspective, the competitive perspective, everything's up in the air right now. And to your point, Herc, about kind of everything else in the atmosphere, in the world, around Lionel Messi, that light was very bright when he's there. But boy, when he's not there... That light disappears. We saw it in the game against Toronto FC. As soon as he gets hurt, with the playoffs still very much on the line, what happened to the fans in the stadium hurt? They were they were gone. What happened to the ticket prices in Atlanta when everybody found out Messi wasn't going to play? They dropped by 95%. Everything hangs on this guy, Herc. So in, in every capacity, both from an on-field, but really even more so, Herc, from an off-field perspective, I'm sounding the alarms. It's been a great run with Lionel Messi and MLS. But you take away Messi from MLS, what are the MLS Cup playoffs? Who cares? All right, I'm going not a big deal because Inter-Miami, now there is some truth to what he's saying there, but Inter-Miami finds themselves right now five points back of the last playoff spot, six points back of the second-to-last playoff spot, and and they have two games in hand, by the way, on DC, who's in the number nine spot. That's important to point out. How many more regular season games do they have here? They have two more here. They have six more regular season games. Now, I do think part of why Messi is sitting out on Sunday, they're prioritizing the U.S. Open Cup final, like they said there, which is on Wednesday against Houston Dynamo, could win another trophy. Like, they are prioritizing that right now ahead of this, what would be an improbable run to make the postseason. But... Messi left the game in the 35th minute the other night against Toronto. I know Toronto stinks, and Inter-Miami still won 4 nothing. All right, it was 0-0 when he left the game. So until we see that this Inter-Miami team, you know, can't play without Messi in the short term, I- I'm going not a big deal. I think they're still in it. Big deal or not a big deal. We already discussed Stephen A. Smith. Lousy first pitch. Here's Stephen A. 
on the Yes Network broadcast last night. He was disgusted with himself. I was warming up down there. I was throwing strikes from 60 feet away. And I got on that mound, and it looked like it was a mile away. I said, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I said, what the hell am I doing here? And, you know, it just, I mean, it was, it, it, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It was a choke job. It wasn't 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, people no. like that. One knows. Didn't go sideways. So that's the plus. Yeah, this is a big deal. I, I already told you. It is not a good look for Stephen A. Smith. Every athlete can point at that now. Anytime Stephen A. is critical. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. A bunch of cuts yesterday in WWE. Now this happens every year. You get wrestlers who are released. You get layoffs essentially. And yesterday was cut day around WWE. And you had a few names that stood out that uh, I was really disappointed to see that they were let go. Number one, Elias was let go. I don't know how you can't find something for Elias. He's got the guitar. The fans love him. He's entertaining. That's disappointing. Uh, Our friend, friend of the show, Dana Brooke, was released yesterday. I'm not surprised. I I feel like I saw, I feel like most people were able to see that coming. But I'm disappointed for Dana. She made the best of every situation that they put her in. Super enthusiastic. Her in-ring skills, mic skills, all improved. She works. She works. She's a hard worker. She's a really sweet girl. Obviously, I love her husband, Yuli. Great dude as well. Really disappointed that uh, Dana Brooke, everything they put in front of her, she gave a thousand percent. They released her yesterday. And finally, really disappointed, Dolph Ziggler, they released. So this is a big deal. Dolph Ziggler, they released yesterday, who I, I still believe is one of the all-time great performers they, they really wasted him I'll never understand why Dolph Ziggler was not consistently on television and always in the main event picture he's got a great look crowd loves him he's a fantastic performer he never gets hurt uh, I'm super disappointed that Dolph Ziggler was released I hope he winds up in AEW I'd like to see him performing still so that's a big deal. And finally, one more here. Big deal or not a big deal. Travis Kelsey yesterday was on the Pat McAfee show, and McAfee had to ask him, hey, what's going on with Taylor Swift? You hate that this happening? No, I mean, it's life, baby. It's life. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, you know, maybe uh, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens in the near future. Oh, Travis! Hey! All right now. All right now. Hey, let's go. All right now. We're talking power couple. The NFL's in the game. We appreciate the hell out of you. You're the man. Good luck with everything on the field and in the suites. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm going big deal. I mean, that's a balls move. Obviously, Travis Kelsey already's an athlete. He's famous. Best tight end ever, maybe. But that's you're not on the Taylor Swift level of fame. And to be out there shooting your shot with Taylor Swift, that's an excellent job out of Travis Kelsey. Balls move. I'm going big deal right there. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes, there you have it. All right. Again, go check out Dave Williamson and Fortishaw. Dania Improv this Sunday night. I will be there. It's going to be a great show. It's really going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing my pal Dave there on Sunday night. Enjoy all the football this weekend, everybody. Of course, today's show brought to you by Bet Online. We'll talk to you on Tuesday morning on Zaslow Show 2.0. 
know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.